so for today's meditation, let's uh, turn our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 2. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 2. Therefore, they shall have no inheritance among their brethren. The Lord is their inheritance, as he said to them. Can we close our eyes in prayer? Father God, here we are, surrendering our hearts and our minds to hear your word. Speak to us that we may be blessed. Father God, I pray you will fill us with your Holy Spirit. That Spirit will take control over this whole place. Control over our hearts. That the word spoken will be made sense to us. And help us to live a victorious life based on the word today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your son Jesus through whom we have salvation. Thank you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name we make this prayer. Amen. So many moons ago, uh, when Jeff was exhorting between uh, the service, I think it was between a song, he came up and he referenced a song. And the name of the song was Inheritance. Did anyone go back and look up that song? Raise your hands if anybody did. Anybody here? Me too. I didn't look it up either. So. Uh, but there was one person in this church who decided to go look it up. That was my wife, Nat. So she goes up and looks up this song, Inheritance. And me being very old school, you know, I like my 80s, 90s jam, right? Uh, the new age, they don't know how to write songs. You know, it's not spiritually deep. It's not, you know. So... I'm with that mindset, but then I somehow ended up listening to that song, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And then my mom, you know, she had the whole kidney stone situation. She's in the hospital, uh, and then I had a good amount of time to worship, you know, busy with kids and, you know, all that the craziness happening. And that was the time I was just sitting there, and I was worshiping God. And I heard the song again, Inheritance. Um, I heard it the first time. Then I heard it the second time. I heard it the third time and the fifth time. And I'm like, this is so amazing. Amazing. The, the, the whole song quotes different parts of the scriptures and how he ties it all and talks about our inheritance. It's, it's so beautiful. I, I texted Jeff immediately. And we were talking about this song. And it, it ended up a jock saying, hey, it's a great sermon topic. And... Ever since I've been thinking about it, like, you know, hey, and God started speaking to me when, few, very recently, when Jeff said this to me, we live in, a, I'm quoting Jeff here, right? We live in a spiritual poverty because we do not know our spiritual inheritance. Let me repeat it. We live in a spiritual poverty because we do not know our, in, uh, our inheritance. I don't know how many of you read this in the news. This was a while ago. A lady named Leona Helmsley. She is a well-known hotel industry, you know, a rich person who died in 2007 and in her will, she left $12 million to her 
dog trouble. Let that sink in. $12 million to a dog. I think it was a pooch. And church, take a moment and think. If you receive $12 million today, what is that you going to do? Let, the, let it run, let it run, let it run. The cars you're going to buy, the nice house you're going to upgrade to, the pay off the credit card, invest in stock market, and right? Now take a moment to think this. That dog has no idea it has $12 million. <laughs> it is not thinking about how it's going to invest in the stock market. It has no idea, like, Sometimes we are like that dog. God has given us such a great inheritance. And we live a life full of defeat, worry, anxiety. And you can fill in the rest of the blanks, right? You know, it's our personal experience. And, and it's funny, like, I look back and there are times in my life, I am like that. So I'm like frustrated and, you know, Things are not going the way I wanted. You know, hey, where is God's promises? Why it's not coming through? Right? And we fail to look at what our inheritance is. In order to understand our inheritance, we need to understand who we are in Christ. What is our identity in Christ? Right? I want to point you to two passages. First one is... John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. But as many as received him, to him he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of the man, but of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. For, many, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but to receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heir of God, and join heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we, may also be that we may also be glorified together. The relationship, we need to understand, when we gave our life to Christ, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, the, the intensity of the relationship you need to understand. It's not like, a, you know, in a kingdom, there's a king far away and, you know, as royal subjects are living and, you know, the king is taking care and providing for the subject. It's not that kind of a relationship. Yes, he's the king of kings. It's, it's a father-son relationship. It's a father-daughter relationship. It's a very, very intimate relationship. It's an adoption. When you, it's a, when you put your trust in Jesus, you become a joint heirs with Christ. Understand, we were not born with the, the, you know, the will of the flesh or the will of the man, but of God. We were born of God. 
And the right that we receive as the children of God is the inheritance that is promised to us. Sometimes we behave like, you know, God needs to come and rescue and we don't exercise our authority in Christ as a child of God. He has given us the right to say, fear, go away. It's an authority given to us in Christ. How many of you exercise that right and claim? Last week we heard about you know, the promises of God. How many of you claim? It's full of promises. How many of you claim those promises in our life? When something goes wrong, when you feel lonely, the Bible says, fear not, I am with you even unto the end of the age. That's a promise. You can claim that. Because no matter what happens, the word of God will never change. It will never, the heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will still remain. That's the promise. It's guaranteed. You know, it's our natural tendency to inherit things from our environment. It's a natural uh, tendency. Like, so, so you might have seen a person like and says, you know, he's just like her father's, very stubborn, right? Over the period of time, the person saw what the father did and inherited that without even realizing. So in, from our nature, if you, you might have seen some kids with certain company of friends and they start talking like them, start behaving like them. They inherit that, right? So inheritance, we, we tend to inherit those bad habits and, you know, the, the fear. All these things from our environment. But we don't realize that there is a spiritual inheritance that God has already given to us that we can rely upon. We need to, we need to be conscious of what that inheritance is. Now, there's is, there is so many things that we can look into in our Bible about our inheritance, like forgiveness and redemption, eternal life. That's our inheritance, right? Uh, spiritual blessings like fruit of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, wisdom. If anybody lacks wisdom, let him come to me, right? Wisdom, a victorious life over sin, the promises of God. All these inheritances given in the Word of God for us to be mindful and claim it into our life. But today I want to focus on one of them, which I feel personally one of the least appreciated inheritance, which is the Holy Spirit. When you accept Christ, God is, you know, you do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes, lives with you. And who is this Holy Spirit? It's, it's God himself. It's not he said he's going to be, you know, an advisor. It's not like, hey, here is your word. Go figure things out. No. God himself comes live within our heart. Let that sink in. The God who created the heavens and the earth. The God who created the universe. The God, all-powerful God, all-knowing God. He is within us. If he is within us, why do we, 
why do we live such a defeated life sometimes? Why does anxiety and the fear take us over? Why do we worry about things sometimes? Great God, right? That is what we need to understand. I want to take you to 1 Thessalonians 5.19. It says, do not quench the spirit. And in Ephesians 4.30, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So the writer portrays Holy Spirit as a flame that is burning within us. What is the function of Holy Spirit? What does Holy Spirit do? He is that small voice in your heart, that prompting to guide you and tell you, do this, don't do this. Now, if you yield to the Spirit, please understand this. I'm going back to my earlier question. If such a great, if God is within us, why do we sin? Please understand, God has also given us free will. Every man has a right to choose good or bad, God or evil, flesh or spirit. God hasn't taken the free will away from you. He has given you the free will. It's your choice to make. That is where you will hear more from the Holy Spirit if you yield to the Spirit of God. Then He will speak to you Tell you which way to go. Sometimes we feel, you know, feel so defeated is because we try to do everything in flesh. We try to do everything according to our strength. And the outcome is disappointment. Yet, we are not yielding to the spirit. It's like a flame. Like, do not quench the spirit. It's like a flame. Let me put that into perspective. When you save, when you got saved, the Holy Spirit is in you, He's working in you, right? And you're about to, you're tempted by your own desires and you're about to commit a sin. The Holy Spirit says, don't do it. Don't do it. But you, temptation overtakes you with your own desires and you commit a sin. Eventually, you get converted, you come back. But then you go back and do the same thing again, same thing over, 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 and over again, not yielding to the spirit. You slowly, that flame that was burning brighter is quenching slowly. Doesn't mean he's not in you. Just means you stop listening to him. You just stop listening and responding to the Holy Spirit. So sometimes you're like, ah, I don't know, you know. Such a, you know, lazy attitude. Maybe God is there. I don't know. He doesn't speak to me. Other people, he does. It's not, it's not the God problem. It's our problem. Because we stopped yielding to the Spirit, leaning into Him, trusting Him, and growing with Him. It's a, it's a fellowship. It's a symbiotic factor. Right? You need to nurture that relationship for Holy Spirit to grow in you. When you do the things against the Holy Spirit, it grieves the Spirit. 
let me paint the picture. Like it's, it's like a parent and a child relationship, right? When the parent says, don't do this, and the kid does it, the love for that child doesn't go away. But it makes that parent sad. Does it? Recently, I took my son for kayaking. And he, you know, after we had done, we came out, he wanted to play in the water. So I said, you know what? This is the line. Do not go after this because there's lost stones and stuff. You're going to trip and fall. Stay here. This is a playing ground. Play here because I'm on a phone. Two seconds later, I hear a screaming noise. My son decided to cross the line. He fell. He scratched himself and he's hurt. I'm not happy about it, right? But I told him, do not go there because I know what's best for my son. I knew it's not a safe place for him. But he disobeyed, went, crossed the line. He got hurt. That is how that parent, that the relationship with God sometimes is. The Holy Spirit prompts you, here is the line, do not go. You get hurt, then you feel defeated, you feel sad, you're anxious, you have all the problems, and you even think, did God give up on me? Is even God there for me anymore? God wanted you to go this way, and you go all the other direction. There will be consequences. You're not free from consequences of your own action. Understand, it's free will. So don't get mad at God or the Spirit for the choices you make because that is why it's constantly, Bible says, abide in me, right? He gives. So that is why it's so important that we lean every day. You know, wake up in the morning, you pray. That is why the church, we've been encouraging everyone, right, to Pray to dig deeper into the word of God, to worship God, right? So always there is this awareness, right? See, I'm not against secular music, right? But at a very young age, I gave up secular music in life. I only listened to gospel music. Because when I was listening, it changed who I was. It changed my relationship, and I didn't even realize it was changing me. Until one day, I looked back, and I'm like, oh, my God. I am doing these terrible things, my attitude, my anger, all these issues. How did it get got into me? Because the joy that I enjoyed with worshiping God all the time, I changed that, and I took a different distraction, which is not adding any spiritual value into my life. A little bit of ear-tickling music. I'm not saying you go home and like, you know, start burning your CDs and stuff like that. If that spirit leads you to do it, please do it. Please do it. So that is where we have to lean to God for wisdom and understanding because God, God, the Holy Spirit will guide you every step of the way. Every step of the way. Sometimes we leave those bigger decisions, you know, buying house and like, you know, all the big decisions to God. And smaller ones we tend to do. 
Let me encourage you, church. Even the smallest thing, start incorporating Holy Spirit. The smallest of smallest things. What clothes I'm going to buy? You know, which restaurant I need to go? It may sound crazy. It's a good habit to develop seeking God in every areas of life. It will eventually become such a habit that no matter how you're operating completely in the Spirit of God. How do you know you're listening to the Holy Spirit? How do you know you're operating in the Spirit? A tree is known by its fruit. That's what the Bible says. A good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. What fruit you bear determines if you're yielding to the Spirit of God. Fruit of the Spirit, Bible talks about in Galatians. What are those? Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Are you bearing this fruit every day in your life? That's a good indicator to know if you're relying on spirit. It's like, you know, have you seen the parents, you know, the, the uh, parents and the kids not in a good place. They are mad at each other and not talking to each other. The relationship is not gone. They are still, the, the parent is still a parent and the child is still a child. But they don't have that joy in that relationship. Right? That's gone. That's broken. So, so that's the outcome. When you are yielding to the Spirit in every areas of your life, you will, your fruit is the love that you show to others. It's a joy that you always have. doesn't matter. The house is burning down. You have that peace and the joy. Right? The whole world may be crashing around you, but you know that the God who created the heavens and this universe is within you and he will see this through. So it's very important that we also discern what is from the Holy Spirit. I've seen so many churches. Oh, Spirit of God told me to do this. Oh, Spirit of the God told me to do that. If it is anything contradicting the Word of God, it's not the Spirit of God. Sometimes what happens is, when they started out, right, they were in the right spirit, they were yielding. Then it becomes a religious ceremony of actions. You get to a point you don't even realize the Holy Spirit is completely quenched. Your flesh kind of took over. Now everything you think is from the Spirit of God. And then they do everything contrary to the Word of God. I've known people who would be like worshiping God in the church, praying, participating in everything, but they couldn't forgive their own sibling for what they have done. Then the question is, is it really the Spirit of God? That is why I go back and point it out. You would know a tree by its fruit. And see, one other thing. I have heard many times people referring, saying, fruits of the Spirit. 
No, in the Bible it doesn't say that. It says fruit of the Spirit. It's singular. What is the difference? So let me put it into perspective. It's like love is like an apple, joy is like banana, peace is like a pear. No, that's fruits. When you say fruit, it's like take an orange, right? You peel it. Then inside you have love, joy, peace, forbearance. You cannot say, hey, out of this five I do great and four I don't do great. It doesn't work that way. If you completely yield to the spirit, you will bear all the fruits. All the fruit. Right? It's, it's singular, right? So it's very important in order to have that victorious life in Christ, to have victory over our sin, it is very important that we yield to spirit and develop a habit of listening to the spirit. There will be so many distractions. We get so busy with life. We get so busy that we don't pay attention to what Holy Spirit wants to tell you. That is why we always encourage you, spend time in prayer. Spend time in worship. Spend time that you're sensitive to the Spirit of God. If anyone of you here haven't known the Spirit haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior. It's time to think about it. Sometimes, you know, the Bible says the message of cross is foolishness to perishing. So many people, they're like, I don't get this Jesus thing. I don't understand why you're so crazy about it. But those who have experienced the joy, those who have experienced this only knows what it is. So if you're in that place, it's time to see what God wants to do in your life. What God wants you to have that inheritance. Going back to the words that we read from Deuteronomy. It's God saying to the Levites. When God led the children of Israel to the promised land. Every tribe, except Levites had land as inheritance. God gave them inheritance. And to Levites, he said, I'm not going to give you land. I'm not going to give you physical things. I have chosen you to serve me 24 hours. Their day job is to serve God in the temple. And what they got is God has their inheritance. Nothing else. He didn't give anything else. So if sometimes you feel like you have nothing in life, your career is, you know, falling apart, or whatever the situation is, please understand that God is your inheritance. Sometimes we have this, you know, sometimes we battle every day with an attitude of winning. We are battling for the victory. We you don't get it. We are not battling for the victory. We are battling in victory. The work was already done on the cross. He already did. He said, it is finished. So we could call him, Abba, Father. Here I am, your son. Please help. Please guide me through the situation. The victory is given to you in the cross. Your life should never feel defeated. 
You're just fighting your battles with victory. You're fighting in victory. Shall we all close our eyes? Is there any space in our life where we are not yielding to the Spirit? Have we stopped being sensitive to the Spirit of God? Do we really understand what our inheritance, how great this inheritance is that we received from God? That the creator chose to give his creation himself for his glory. Is there any areas in your life that you want Holy Spirit to come back and guide you on? Is there any areas that you quenched the spirit, you grieved the spirit of God? It is time to look up to him and ask him, God, help me for I have gone far away. Spirit of God, I've ignored you multiple times. Please help me to listen to you all the time. Whatever your prayer is, take a moment to pray that prayer. It's your personal conversation with God. It's a personal conversation with the Holy Spirit. 